This is the QBC podcast on customer experience, episode 4 for Friday, 15th of June 2007. Hello and welcome to the Customer Experience with Michael Byrne. My name is Conor Moynihan and I'm joined by Michael Byrne. Hello Michael. Hi Con, how are you? I'm very well and yourself? Good. We're talking today about a, a new topic for this podcast series we're doing, and uh, it's uh, the idea of emotional intelligence. Yep. Now, before we get into discussing that, I want to just clarify that uh, we're going to actually include this particular episode in both your sister podcasts, in the uh, Customer Experience podcast yep. and also in the Employee Engagement podcast, because yep. uh, what we're discussing really has relevance for both of those, doesn't it? It is indeed, Con. Yeah. Emotional intelligence is uh, someone's capability, anyone's capability to, uh, to respond to their uh, environment appropriately okay. in, in, in a given situation. So That's different now from general intelligence or IQ, isn't it? It is indeed. I mean, IQ is very much a measure of uh, people can, if people can spell and add and subtract and see spatial differences. Uh, it would lend itself really to people who are working on project management, mm-hmm. computer programming, that kind of thing. And you can't have too much of that. You can't have too much of that. Of, of IQ. Of, I, of, I, yeah. of IQ. But yeah. when it comes even... But then when you've done all your technical work, you've got to go out mm-hmm. and tell the world about mm-hmm. it or tell your colleagues at least. Yes. So the whole area then of emotional intelligence comes in because in terms of managing your own emotions and, mm-hmm. and uh, predicting the emotions of the people that you're going to be talking to mm-hmm. um, becomes very important then. So emotional intelligence is is actually still relevant for people mm-hmm. in highly technical project management roles. You've but, you, I've heard you use the words flexibility absolutely. and adaptability. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the workplace demands it these days con um markets are increasing markets are decreasing um people are working within mm-hmm. expanding budgets and uh, decreasing budgets so that there's demands there from mm-hmm. the outside environment mm-hmm. depends depending on the market you're working in uh, and in addition to that if if that's the market you're working in that that means that you, there's certain things that you need to say to your employees mm-hmm. messages you need to get across engagement that you need to levels of engagement that you need to have with your employees to get the job done and to work effectively within a given environment that that, that you, you find your industry in in addition to that on the customer experience side uh, we never know what's going to come, what the next call is going to be like uh, if you're out doing one-to-one sales. And we never know what the next telephone call is going to be about in the, in the telecenter. But that, that's the, what, and that's what it boils down to, really. Mm. We never know. We, we never know, know what's going to happen. We, we don't, don't know, know what today is going to throw at you. Con, I mean, we do have SOPs. There right. are standard standard operating procedures. There are standard calls. Somebody's phoning up to look mm-hmm. to, to book a car hire. You know, and it's fairly straightforward. It's it's a five seater, that kind of thing. One point six, it's no problem. But really, uh, in terms of creating a great customer experience, it's that um, capability to be able to deal with the unordinary and lots of people of unordinary expectations or unordinary um, requirements. And it's my capability as a somebody working in a telecenter to deal with that. Mm. Um, and sometimes things just go wrong. N- not to mind what customers can right. throw at you, but yeah. sometimes your day can can go wrong. And I suppose, mm. um, it, as you say, it's about being adaptable. It's about being flexible mm. and then the the measure or the result uh, in relation to someone who is emotionally intelligent is yep. that they respond appropriately uh, they, they when when mm. to whatever is thrown at them really that's it so if if you have a, a senior manager who is uh, you know has other people reporting to them in, in a meeting in a time mm. of crisis in a production area uh, there may be some very difficult messages that have mm. to be put out in terms of what needs doing and and the way forward so that that individual that leader needs to be emotionally intelligent and mm. emotionally independent enough mm. um, to get those messages across um, avoid being impulsive or being too knee-jerk in that given moment in a time of crisis mm-hmm. in a, when a production line has stopped we'd all uh, by the way we're all panicking inside mm-hmm. yes yes when the production line yes, stops absolutely time you know if money. there's five units per five thousand units per hour being yeah. put out and now there's none yes 
um, the clock the next, is ticking. The clock is exactly. ticking. Hey, we're all dying inside slowly. About, yeah. But how are we? And I guess the manager. Everyone yeah. looks at the manager then, and you know what's 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 he going to do? What's That's he going to right. say? Some you, look with amusement. Yeah. They're going to go now. Let's see what you're yeah. made of. Yeah. yeah. So the <laughs> you pressure know, is on. The okay. pressure is on. But how is that manager now going to respond? Okay. Because inside the panic is set in. Yeah. But can they hold back the panic and respond with the cool head? And there's a range of possible responses, isn't it? But we're we're interested in someone who responds appropriately in this moment. Yeah. In this moment, okay. you know. So I mean, and I mean, this is what I want to say to you. Is that, as you mm. said there, right? They can lash out. They can respond inappropriately in That's one it. way. They can lash out. They yeah. can scapegoat. Uh, they can they can panic and, and spread fear and and yeah. and panic. Let's say in the organization. Or they may under respond. Can they may say That's too the little. thing as well. They may say too little. They may they may not they may not have is it emotional independence enough That's to it. to actually uh, challenge the the people who should be made accountable That's in a particular right. And they may just say That's life. Then you yeah. see that, that, that yeah. just happens. Production yeah. lines stop. Yeah. You know, companies fail. They're so this is what I'm getting at. This is what I'm understanding is mm. is that in terms of uh, general IQ, you're mm. talking about having you. We like people to be as smart as possible. Absolutely. But in terms of emotional intelligence, mm. you want a balance. You want someone mm. who's who who hits the needle in the middle, That's or it. or maybe in a particular good zone, and that. That's and, it. Yeah. I mean, back to the customer experience side and folk that are dealing with the, with the general public yeah. or uh, outselling business to business. Empathy is very important. Emotional intelligence. One of the things that we'll be talking about later is empathy. Being able to uh, spot emotions in other uh, others and respond appropriately so if somebody rings in or phones in or mm. uh, a customer has an extraordinary requirement mm. in a given moment um that we were able to be empathetic and respond mm. without selling the family silver as well yeah. without discounting too much or giving away. and again that's the challenge of that's balance the challenge there. of yeah. balance that's there yeah. you know um so yes you want empathy but you don't you want the person to be emotionally independent yeah. enough yeah. not to not only send out the replacement travelers checks yeah. you know yes. but not also give them five thousand free yeah. free dollars because you think that was a terrible thing to happen to them and all that you know and that was my sister who'd lost her credit card i mean i'd want to give her five thousand you know (laughs) so or would i just that's just it but it's really i mean that's the thing i mean we're not talking about just uh, one one particular attribute there's a whole range of things Mm. that come under Mm. this whole banner of emotional intelligence let's 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 just have a look at what those over overall broad headings are michael um and i mean you talk about uh first of all there's intrapersonal uh, and what else is there in in well Intra, intrapersonal is just how the person responds to themselves. Right. Um, so for, for every manager, for every customer-facing individual, mm-hmm. they, they, they have a way of responding to themselves in a time of crisis or in a time of celebration. Um, right. I mean, we're talking crisis. We're automatically getting drawn into crisis as they're gone. Yeah. You know, but most important as well is, is to actually celebrate and do, as a leader, to do recognition. Mm-hmm. And also when you're dealing with customers, to recognize where folk are at as well right. in terms of their understanding, whether it's explaining something technically in a sale or a customer service context and to talk people's language and, and all that kind of thing but before someone gets into that be- before i can um you know you, before you can you can show this to other people that's right i mean you need to you need to you need to be out. able to have regard for yourself that's right and you need to have within your own frame of mind you need to be in the right frame of mind to be challenging you need to be in the right frame mm. of mind to be, be empathetic you need to be in the right frame of mind um to be not impulsive or be impulsive as that as that mm. um as, as that situation is, is, is so, presents itself. So when you talk about intrapersonal, it's how the person relates to themselves. That's it. And, That's and, it. and that is very significant in terms of how they relate to others. It, it's hugely because I think intrapersonal con drives all the all of the rest of the of the of the of, of, of emotional intelligence. So intrapersonal is how the, how people relate to themselves. Then you have interpersonal, which is how they relate to others. Then you have stress management, which is does what it says on the tin, your capability to withstand or mm-hmm. uh, deal with deal with stressful situations. Adaptability then deals with you know your your capability to deal with 
difficult situations mm-hmm. and take feedback and, and work out problems in terms of problem solving uh, and also then general mood and happiness. I mean, if if you're shining, if you're in good form, then, you know, that tends to have a has okay. a positive impact around you. So, so these are the main the main areas. There's intrapersonal, yep. interpersonal, yep. stress management, adaptability and your general mood. General they, they're mood. the main kind of top top headlines that's that are it, kind of scored. In so they'll be the focus right. of what we talk about so, going forward. So this has been the general result of, of kind of general research in this area mm. and, and what people have come up with. And then you measure and you score these individual areas then, that, do you? That's it. I mean, people take the test online or they can take okay. it manually, but generally... How, what kind of test is it? How I, I mean, work? it's basically answering 125 or 133 questions online. Okay. Um, the same question is asked. In, interestingly, they ask the same question. The test asks the same question. Or is getting at the same, uh, trying to find out the same thing, whether it's intrapersonal or interpersonal, in different contexts. So the same question, if the user experience of taking this measurement is that, God, I was asked the same question several times, but in different contexts. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. It, it, but the interesting thing is, it's not like 360. The person is asking questions about what they would do, how they would respond themselves in different mm-hmm. environments, you know. Mm-hmm. So from that point of view... There's a great sense of ownership that mm. when you present someone with their results, they have answered for themselves in terms right. of how they respond. And all the questions are around how would you respond to this con and how would you respond yeah. to that and how would you respond to the other in terms of. And it, the, the test is all about putting you hypothetically in different situations mm. and then, um, you know, asking how would you respond mm. to that, you know. So it's again, I hear you use that word response again response, and again. So yeah. it's again about responding appropriately mm. to external stimuli, whatever that's they may it, be. That's it. That's it. And, and, and uh, that is the measure of, of, of as you say the emotional intelligence that yeah. you have mm-hmm. and again um, in terms of so they, they answer these questions as you say different situations in yep. different contexts yeah. and different responses required then you get a, a load of results from that you get yep. numbers from that and again as you say it's not necessarily the highest number no. it depends on the context and the, and the context the job that's required mm-hmm. um, and uh, whether it's a senior management role middle management role customer facing role management of yeah. sales team that kind of thing so, the, so you'll have a fit and also the the prevailing uh, what's going on within the prevailing culture mm-hmm. of the company as well mm-hmm. so you'll have a certain y- you will actually notice if you if you measure the emotional intelligence of 40 people within one organization you'll actually see tendencies coming through right. which are which are means that they all which you should because they're all subject to the same environment they're all working for the same company they're all mm-hmm. subject to the same culture so we all we, we all would generally at meetings mm-hmm. respond the same way whether that's with openness and transparency or whether that's with lockdown and mm-hmm. uh, and you know disengaging and not talking in silence so our responses whether that would be um response of openness and trust at a meeting or silence and and, and covering up um you know would very much be indicative and you'll see that across the board when you start measuring motion intelligence across a number of, of individuals within a given organization is it a measure of common sense michael um, or what what used to be called common sense common what, sense. what your mammy would call common sense well, yeah well the bottom line with common sense is is yes it is and yeah. but the, the the other thing about common sense is it's uncommon yeah, uh, as well. So it's the application of common sense, mm-hmm. Con, really. And and again, by measuring common sense mm. in this way, mm. um, it, it's giving a tool a tool to management, is it? That's right. And it's it's that um, I think where where emotional intelligence takes us one step closer. There's there the, often in the workplace we would say or we'd work beside someone and they, you just say, you know, Con, that person just has something and I can't put my finger on it. Right. And emotional intelligence is the is an the, attempt to put the finger, finger on, on it. it. Yeah. yeah. Now and and certainly the first step that emo- the measurement of emotional mm-hmm. intelligence takes is it measures it mm-hmm. 
that's all yeah. it does. And do you find that, uh, I wonder in general, Michael, in that, in that as you say, you, you could say yourself, um, someone does have something special, let's mm. say, and then you see their emotional intelligence results. Do you find there's no surprise there? Absolutely. And yeah. um, so, and for that, for that person to receive the mm. feedback then that they're strong mm. in this area and it's there on paper and it's, it's put... It's it's kind of add clarity and focus to, the, to their own strength is a wonderful experience so for the person to go through. So here's the thing, Michael. Let's say I could get to know you over a period of say six mm. months or something, and then come to the conclusion that uh, Michael is good in relation to this. He mm. has uh, good attributes for that. He 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 plays well as part of a team, or yep. he does this, that, and the other. But it would, in the normal way, take maybe six weeks to six months to six years. Mm. Well, let's let's say months in general for, yeah. for someone, you know, who's a judge, good judge of character, if you yeah. like, to form this kind of an opinion about someone. Mm. Um, sometimes, d- does this, I wonder, give us a little bit of a, a head start in, in relation to that, and especially in, in terms of recruitment or trying to get to know someone? Obviously, you, you can only get to know someone so well. Uh, the interview, I suppose, is a poor substitute for getting to know, know someone. Um, but but you do the best you can. Just in, just in one yeah. context, Con, in the recruitment, in, in the area of recruitment, we found it invaluable. Really? Yeah. And, and given that you'd be recruiting for sales or, 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 or managers, mm-hmm. um, sales managers, or indeed people for for production roles, um, where, you know, the, the company was going through downsizing, mm-hmm. the company was going through fast expansion, the company's going through lean manufacturing, the company is being, uh, on, this, in, on the sales side, is being exposed to really extraordinary competition. Mm-hmm. You know, their main competitors brought out a really hot brand. Yeah. You know, a really hot product. And, uh, you know, they've got to drop their price. They've got to get more realistic. They've got to get more competitive. They may have been sleeping dogs in the past, so on and so on and so on. Uh, or the environment has changed. The, yeah. the overall, the way people buy or people buy together collectively in a more compliant way, blah, blah, blah. So all of that kind of thing. Uh, is so much um, so demand makes so, so many different demands of people and emotional intelligence I think Con, has enough different measures and indicators mm. in there to give you a good idea of the likelihood for this person to start on the with their feet running on the ground or whether it'll take them a while to get into the role as well so from the recruitment side it's absolutely absolutely top it's dynamite that kind of stuff is really powerful I know in my own experience uh, traditionally I've worked in technical and engineering mm. roles and I was never uh, assessed in this way for any no. job that I went for but is it um, is it is it more common then in 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 sales and marketing or let's say in sales and customer support kind it, of roles? It, it, it is certainly, and um, therein lies. How, how widespread is it? Is its adoption now? Or I mean, we use it at QBC. We use it a lot, and I've heard it come up again and again and again. If it's difficult to bump into a manager these days who doesn't mention something about emotional intelligence or that they found it interesting, that they were at a seminar and and someone talked about it. But I think on uh, just to go back to the point I was making there, the first step is simply measurement. Mm-hmm. It's what you do with that measurement then becomes the critical point in terms of the difference it's going to make to your organization so i think folk have been measured they've gone to seminars about the measurement of emotional intelligence but there's a gap there still come between okay con there you go or Mm. there you go michael you have your emotional intelligence that sounds really interesting now how will that help me sell more motherboards or how will that help me sell more pharmaceuticals how will that help me deal with my irate bunch of customers Mm. that i have at the moment because we're going through a difficult period how will it how do you how do you apply it you see, this is this is the thing. It, it, when emotional intelligence is used as part of a development program, in particular one-to-one coaching, it works very, very well. Where, the, where you have an existing program uh, going on where the person can be supported. Mm. Sit down with someone con, for half an hour and say, this, these, we've measured you for emotional intelligence. These are your results. You're strong in these areas. You're not so strong in these areas. And good night. <laughs> 
It's not that kind of thing. You, yeah, I can imagine it. it um, it's a good it way would to trauma, be, a good way to traumatize yeah, someone, yeah, or send yeah, send someone into yeah. a tailspin. I mean, you 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 might go into a meeting like that saying, if, you know, feeling as we all do, a certain amount of self doubt about our capabilities or abilities in certain areas. You're going to be exposed. And here you go; it's official. That's it. <laughs> there are the numbers to prove it. You that's are, right. So it's but it's not like that. As, as it, but that's the point you're trying to make. Hey, is that Con, is, is that these say, numbers don't necessarily? Let's say you've just said it's not like yeah. that. Con, it shouldn't it be should, like that. Yeah. And it shouldn't. But it be could be if like it's not done right. It could be not done right. Now, in in the recruitment side, when you put numbers. To something, as you say, it makes it very powerful indeed. And and if you put numbers to, I suppose, really, you're talking about someone's character here. Mm. I have seen sh- complete shifts in individual people. Kind of have been coaching maybe um, for a couple of months, so they've had two or three coaching sessions. And when they see their emotional intelligence results written down in a bar chart with numbers put on it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes a huge. It has a huge impact on that individual. Huge impact. Yeah. So I, I, it's important then, in the in therefore that those results are presented sensitively and appropriately and, and, and explained fully that just because you scored X on mm. this uh, doesn't mean that it, because it's a context is what you're trying to say really absolutely. here isn't it, isn't it? Absolutely and, and, and sometimes uh, emotional intelligence often emotional intelligence is determined by what's going on for me at the moment in work and what's going on okay. for me outside of work and in, in various arenas as well so it depends on the frame of mind the person's in when they're answering a particular question This is something I want to get into in more detail Michael because yeah. as you've explained it to me we, we won't do it in this podcast no. but we will in a future ex- episode yeah. as, you, as you've explained it to me mm. um, and as you've, you've done so just now this is a very powerful, if you take these measurements and apply them in terms of a, a personal development or a coaching program. That's it. It's a very powerful way to, to baseline for initially mm. and say, right, this is, this is what you're at in relation to this. You're very, we all know we have strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. And I, I imagine if it's properly and appropriately presented, mm. no one is too surprised at no. where they see their strengths and weaknesses. No, no. And it's recognition, you know. Mm. It's just like being someone's mirror. So yeah. it's kind of like saying, this is where you're at. You're not making them taller, smaller, wider or anything, Con. You're just being their mirror and you're recognizing this is where you're at these are your strengths these are areas you could improve um, some of the areas that you're low on actually work to your advantage in this job and some areas that you're high on are actually working against you so counter to what and that's the difference I think you've identified earlier with yeah. IQ so, so that's well. one thing you do Michael in mm. relation or that's one way in which you use emotional intelligence in that you, you work as a, as a one-to-one coach with people yep. developing their, their abilities and capabilities uh, for, for business and for yep. their own personal goals and to make it meaningful in the context okay. you know make meaning of it rather than just throwing a, okay. a document across a desk at someone and say well there you go mm. there's your life there's your whole personality mm. in one page yeah. But uh, you also get get brought in to do emotional intelligence assessments uh, for uh, recruitment uh, for, for a recruitment campaign. Yeah. And as you were saying to me there, in that case, uh, you wouldn't necessarily give the candidate um, their their results for that. I mean, no, it, it they, would wouldn't, be they wouldn't. If if the candidate requested, then we meet up with them. We try we try and give it, yeah. give give them the give them the feedback. Yeah. But in, in that 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 provides a challenge really con- if the person doesn't seek the feedback mm-hmm. um, and then when well, they go off into the sunset mm-hmm. they've, an- they've asked they've been mm-hmm. asked questions and they've kindly answered them but yeah. they're none the wiser and there's know? no harm done from there's the point no of view done. of that they, they haven't seen the results mm-hmm. of it and uh, well if they're interested they can obviously follow up with yeah. you uh, especially but it, it has served its purpose though from the point of view of uh, the organisation who's looking to sort- shortlist for the next round of interviews that's right and there's things con um, that will be on the interview that you can draw conclusions oh, sorry in the CV 
and mm-hmm. the interview that you can draw conclusions but then there's a blind side in terms of how does that person relate to themselves because what you're seeing into mm-hmm. in the interview is how they're mm-hmm. responding to you but you're not seeing mm-hmm. how they respond to themselves which is the kind which is the kind of thing you could you could possibly figure out uh, playing golf with them for six months or mm-hmm. going to team building uh, going to you know or, or if you were serving on the, the school board with them or something like that mm-hmm. you would you would you would know how they respond in situations but this is where this is a, a help which has answered the real bottom line question mm-hmm. what what is the what is the the benefit what is, if you like, the dollar or the euro benefit? What is the benefit here to, to CEOs uh, who are looking to, to employ intel- employee intelligence as a tool? Um, so recruitment is one, and also in terms of their own management internally. Well, it's a great starting point for a development yeah. program. And it's, it's, it gives a great insight for individuals who are involved in training and, co- and who are being trained, being coached. Um, I think the starting point, Conan's at the top with this stuff as well. I think MDs, CEOs and middle managers um, experiencing going through this process as well in the context. And again, in the context of being coached um, becomes very powerful and very infectious for the people that we work with um, in terms of they, they like they like the flavor of mm-hmm. it. They like the taste of it. They like how it works for them. And they kind of think, God, we can't get enough of this now. And they, they get yeah. in, they get to get bitten by That's the That's something boat. interesting I've noticed about your work, Michael, mm. is that you, you, you start at the top very often. You yeah. work with the you work with the head guy or, yeah. or woman, as it may mm. be, and you say, um, you know, especially in relation to employee engagement, that's, that's, that's very it. important. Well, there's no point, Conan, working with a middle manager or a supervisor yeah. because if the folk at the top don't support that supervisor, yeah. if they're not bought in, if there isn't a standard, if there isn't an appropriate series of responses further up the chain in terms of how people but, do recognition and all that, you know. But Michael, aren't these, are CEOs not infallible? Are these not people who are appointed by God to, to rule over us and, and, and are always right and their decisions are right without question? Surely they don't need personal development and coaching or surely their inte- emotional intelligence is 100% on every score. Or I, is that the case? I, that's the case, Con, when they're with their peers. <laughs> How do you mean? Well, when CEOs are in a group of other CEOs, yeah. managing directors, sure, yeah. they are infallible. They yeah, have and there's be. no weakness shown. No, it's, no. it's, it's called ego. Yeah. But so very the often... Ch- the chest gets sticked yeah. out. But when you meet these people one-to-one for coaching, those that yeah. are interested in, in challenging themselves, Con, yeah. and see what they're made of and, and, and looking at developing themselves, um, those folk mm. would often identify way too much with mm. their own gaps and their own, their own what they would identify with weaknesses. And, and very and often, kind of very often they've been promoted, um, um, Michael, into the positions they are because of their undoubted intellectual abilities and yeah. the fact that they have achieved a certain amount and they've, right. they've got there. But perhaps they haven't had the time along the way to develop develop their their um, their emotional skills in terms that's of managing right. people in, that, a, in that, a lot of cases. That's right. And, and very often, Con, an interesting thing as well that you'll, you'll identify with um, with managing directors and CEOs as you, as you work with them is they'll all have been, they'll either have been head of finance, head of purchasing, head of operations, head of HR or something in the past. That'll be their strength mm-hmm. or the area they meddle in the most yes. when they become MD. Yes. But... Um, you know, the guy who has come from production may not know much about the numbers and the finance side of things. So how he then relates to folk who are talking voodoo to him. You know, remember the MD has how many faculties? Six, eight faculties, which he's now got to get familiar with. You know, all his um, his board reporting to him or his, 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 his middle management reporting to him. Lots of stuff that are not his areas of expertise. Mm-hmm. So now where's your these IQ are the, going? These are, yes, and these again, we're back to the individual dealing with external stimuli coming That's at it. him every day. Mm. Uh, he goes into work and he's getting department heads and people coming to him That's with right. different so, issues and problems. So, and, and the challenge to respond 
appropriately. Appro- appropriately. So your MD is now responsible for, you know, what, a 22 million yeah. euro budget yeah. and f- budget forecast for the next yeah. four or five years, yeah. pensions, the whole lot. Mm. And he doesn't come from a finance yeah. background, doesn't he? But, but I, Yetz needs to relate yeah. to the finance person yeah. as well. Yeah. Un- undoubtedly, he's skilled and undoubtedly, he's very often a specialist, perhaps in a particular area. Yeah. But, but really, I suppose emotional intelligence is about being balanced. It's about being a generalist, a good all-rounder. That's right. And, and having the ability to, to, to bring the whole team with you and yeah, to that, respond appropriately to every that, situation. That's it. That's I'm intrigued, Michael, and I'm fascinated. I'm looking well, forward to it. Well, it sets us up, Con, going forward. What are we going to talk about? We're going to look at, uh, we're going to look at these in, in terms of, as you say, the two twin tracks of, of, of your approach, which are employee engagement and customer experience. Yep. We're going to look at the individual headings in each uh, and, and see what the, the opportunities and yeah, applications bo- bo- are. Both require flexible responses to environments. Um, so we're going to talk about, like if you're a senior management or middle manager, I mean, the employee engagement one is going to be the one that catches your eye. Yes. However, um, you know, if your if your people are shining, if you if you are a, if you are a good manager and you're good at engaging your employees, well, guess what? The folk, the people who report to you or within your organization who deal with your customers, if your people are shining, you know, they're going to shine to their, their, to your customers, and that's going to create a great customer experience as well. On the customer in the customer experience pod series of podcasts, we're going to talk about what's it going to take then to give that difficult information to customers tell them about a late delivery a price increase and all that kind of thing and deal with the really irate customer and all that kind of thing so the thing that's the things that don't come under the heading of the SOP I guess exactly. Con, you know well I'm looking forward to it Michael thank you as always thanks a lot Con. You've been listening to Michael Byrne on the customer experience. Michael runs QBC Limited, an executive coaching company based in the west of Ireland. Visit qbc.ie on the web. Email michael at qbc.ie or call the voicemail line at plus 353-87-260-2205. The QBC Podcast is an Edgecast Media Production.